0: Hello and welcome to the Royal Blue Podcast, where we like to discuss all things championship football and, of course, our beloved Birmingham City. Two more game weeks have passed since we last sat down to record the pod, and my word, there is a lot to cover Which teams look like they're in for a good season and which clubs look set for a tough slog of a campaign. We'll be discussing all the championship action from the last seven days. And there is a lot. (laughs) Uh, It's also been a highly encouraging week for Blues. We'll be analysing the Bournemouth and Luton Games, picking our stars and stinkers. I'm previewing the upcoming fixtures against Fulham and Barnsley. But before we go any further, I must introduce your hosts. My name is Alex and I'm joined by my always enthusiastic co-host, Joe. Joe, how are you today? And are you still on cloud nine after that incredible blues results?
1: <laughs> you could say that. I, um, I'm i feeling a bit rough. We are recording this super early in the morning. Well, super early for me anyway. Uh, <laughs> And uh, yeah, I didn't get home until very, very late last night, continuing the celebrations. Mm. Um, but I am, I mean, I'm, I'm really, i am really, I'm gutted that we didn't do the show yesterday, like we yeah. normally would. Because yeah. Uh, yeah. of, cause of uh, some things going on. So, because uh, I was so, like, I was just in such a good mood about everything. <laughs> everything was going so well with the, yeah. obviously the looting game that we'll, we will come to in due course. So uh, mm. let's get on with it, because I want to get to that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm I'm very excited as well, and yeah, we we might as well just get stuck straight into it, and we'll be getting started just after this. My word, there is a lot to get through. (laughs) Normally, we would aim to cover every single team's results in the league. But this week, we're having to prioritise certain teams. Uh, There's been some very dramatic games with late twists uh, and turns. So we're really only going to be focusing on not a handful, but about half the teams in the championship um, this this week. And then, of course, we will move on to our section to discuss uh, Blues' uh, very, very positive week. So I think for our championship roundup, we'll begin with Fulham. Uh, who seem imperious, un- unstoppable. Uh, they had a 2-1 win at Millwall uh, in midweek and then a 2-0 win over Hull uh, this weekend. Um, really, they're, they're, they are going from strength to strength. We know that's without Harry Wilson as well, who was suspended. He's the star man, £15 million signing from Liverpool. Um, I mean... what? <laughs> What do you do? You think that, that there's any team maybe besides West Brom who we'll discuss in a moment? Is there any other teams that can really trouble Fulham, do you think, Joe? Or, or is it going to be a season where their expectation is automatic promotion and anything less than that would be considered a uh, failure?
1: Uh, I would say, yeah, I'd say that they are the obviously the team to beat. You look at the squad that they've got. And even without Harry Wilson, you still look at them and you think, you know, you should be definitely in and around that top two, top three area. Yeah. Um, I think I mean West Brom are in good form. Mm-hmm. And you know, if West Brom with the momentum that they've started to gather, yeah. if they can if they can continue on with that, I think they could they could certainly push them all the way, but they wouldn't be pushing them uh like to try and make them do anything that they don't want to do because they want to be automatically promoted. Yeah. It's a weird one where it almost doesn't really matter um, how? Okay, I'm thinking about how to word it. It doesn't. It doesn't matter if you win the title if you finish mm. second. Mm-hmm. In a weird way, I mean, I'm sure there's a money discrepancy to win the yeah. title in second. I can't imagine it's all that much because the money you get from being that's in it. the Premier League yeah. tops it up. So mm. if they didn't win the title, they'd be disappointed in themselves, but they. I don't think the owners would look at that and think, "Yeah, that's bad." They're still getting the money in their pocket. Mm-hmm. Still yeah. In the Premier yeah. League. That's uh,
0: it, isn't it? I think you're right. There, there, there's that sort of, the two teams, Fulham and West Brom, that I think we both predicted to do very well uh, in our tables, which we'll revisit later, just to sort of see if we're starting we to worry. Like
1: almost every week. In <laughs> we, yeah.
0: and we won't, we won't it, revisit it every week. So yeah, that's it. Uh, the, the table, I mean, we're still in the early stages, but Yeah, I think you're absolutely right to mention the top two. While it's always great to to win the league and get that little bit of silverware and and it it gives you that that bit of history, the club we won the league and that will always be part of the history books. You do wonder if between those two teams... They're just thinking, well, we'll just go for top two. They look at the other one. like West Brom will look at Fulham and think, oh, blimey, you know, if we can keep pace with them, we'll be happy because that will mean we're, we're going to be top two. And mm-hmm. it'll probably be vice versa. Fulham will be looking at West so. Brom and thinking the same. I mean, West Brom have had a great week, we should mention as well, a, a 4-0 win over Sheffield United um, and then a 2-1 win at Blackburn. Um, so they both move on to 10 points, Fulham and West Brom. Um, so, yeah, already you you feel that the 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 table is starting to take shape we're only four games in of course and uh, i my normal rule is to wait until 10 games have been played in the championship um but you, you already feel like those two are up there <laughs> and uh, it's going to take something special to to sort of catch them
1: yes i th- i think you know they i mean my, i mean we'll get to sheffield united later and mm. why they're not up, why they may not be up there as such but um you look at the squads that they've got I know Stoke City have started really well, and I, I really like the team that they've put together. It's it's not a very Stoke City team, you know. It's not a very, um, <laughs> mm. as everyone everyone listening to this podcast will know, it's not a very Route 1, mm. get get down and dirty kind of team. They, they play some really nice football sometimes. Yeah, they're yeah. still capable of hitting it Route 1. They did it a few times against Blues. Mm. Um, and, you know, Blues drawing is the only reason that they're not top of the table, just, just putting that out there. <laughs> um, but they, I mean, they've got a good team, but they'll tail off. I feel because mm. I don't think they've got the depth to be able to perform like that week in, week out, twice a week, often. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't think they'll be able to to mm. keep pace, and they will trickle away, and they'll be part of that chasing pack, chasing promotion, playoff pack. I think.
0: Yeah, I think I think you're right, and certainly the the aim. I think for Stoke, not that I'm massively clued up on on, on their club, but I think the aim this season would be to try to go for a playoff spot and they've started brilliantly. Mm. Um, You know, they a 3-1 win at Swansea, which is very impressive, and then a 1-0 defeat of of Nottingham Forest um, this week for them. Um, I think that highlights actually how much of a good point it was for Blues, actually, to get get a 0-0 against Stoke. Um, a team that clearly have their eye on that top six, uh, yeah. So in retrospect, a very good point for Blues, I think. I mean, you, you look at Stug, you, you mentioned the, their quality. You know, they've just secured the loan signing of Romain Sawyer's, um, who looks very, very good. Um, so yeah, they've certainly got quality. Joe Allen is in there as well. You know, massively experienced midfielder. They certainly look like a team that I think could 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 do something this season. I'm not just saying that because they <laughs> because they're on ten points. Um, uh, you know, they, they've, they're, they're certainly one of those that will be in that pack going for a, a top six spot. Uh, well, speaking of other surprise uh, performances so far, Coventry. Uh, oh, yeah. Two wins this week, back-to-back wins. Uh, a 1-0 win at Blackpool uh, and then a great win over Reading uh, as they beat the Royals 2-1. So where's this come from all of a sudden? I mean, are they continuing? They had good momentum last season and now I think they surprised a few people Last season and they they keep going coventry they they seem like they might be able to really achieve something this season
1: i don't like them they, um, <laughs> <laughs> they well, i mean oh, I put them in my bottom three and I still yeah. think that they've got their their squad the squad they have is massively overperforming mm. um, nothing against their players you know but it's just a, it's just a fact of the matter there is because there are some really good squads in the championship yeah, and for me there's is is they should be inverted with Nottingham Forest. Yeah, yeah. Nottingham Forest down at the bottom. They're having a real stinker of a time at the moment. Mm. Um, they, of course, lost to Coventry 2-1. Um, a few... Was that the opening day? It may have been. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so that, I mean... But I, I look, I'm look. i looking at all the Coventry results here. And every single one of them, they're winning by one goal. They're winning 2-1. They're winning 1-0. Uh, and it's... It's not sustainable because they will come up, come up against a team that they can't that they can't rely on grabbing a late winner like they did against Nottingham Forest because I think it was a, a 90th minute nine, yeah 96th minute McFaulden winner in the uh, in yeah. the opening game and you know and, and against Reading a good Reading team to be fair it was a 98th minute winner um, and that that's not sustainable while it's exciting for the fans and mm-hmm. them being back at home because unlike for other teams where it's just with fans back, they're actually back at their home. Yeah. Yeah. That will wear off. That will, that, that momentum that they are given from being there will wear away mm-hmm. and, and they won't get 98th minute winners every week.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's, not, that's not.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, they, yes, they're getting good at it, but it's not sustainable. You know, yeah.
0: uh, it's a good, it's a good habit, isn't it? Like goals, but I think you're right. You can't, you can't come to rely on them. No, um,
1: it, that, I think that's, that's the key. You know, you, it's good to have that in your locker. You know, obviously, you play, you play till the game's done. That's, you know, that's football 101. Yeah. But another thing that is, I think coaching 101, I don't think a good coach would just rely on that. A good coach has to go out there and that is, that's a last ditch, throw everything at them. I know we know we've got it there rather than, you know, relying on playing okay during the game and yeah. just, ha- and, and, it being a mentality thing, there has to be, and mm. that's why I, I don't. Okay, they probably won't get relegated now. That's probably me <laughs> done with that prediction. But mm. they, they will tell away. I'm, yeah. I'm confident. I think that's.
0: Concerned. I think that's probably right. Yeah, they've started started well, but they will they will tail off a little bit. I think that's. You you can just look at the squad and look at the the squads around them, uh, and you'd imagine that that momentum will start to wane at some point. But certainly a, a very positive start for coventry
1: well i'm really uh, excited for coventry because their next mm, game is against qpr away mm, now that That'll will be, be interesting
0: really yeah qpr have had some dramatic games this week and we'll, we'll be touching on touching on them very shortly so let's just look at the other side of the table very briefly the other end uh, sheffield united continuing to struggle as we mentioned they were beaten four nil by the baggies uh, and then they lost uh, to huddersfield town Uh, very late on as as the Terriers beat the Blades 2-1. It was a dramatic finale in that game. It looked like United had claimed a point when Billy (laughs) Sharp equalised in the second minute of injury time. But Samuels Colwell for the Terriers, he found a late, late winner uh, as they they found the decisive goal in the fourth minute of injury time. So it's heartbreak for for Sheffield United there.
1: Was that Billy Sharp goal their first in the league this season?
0: I believe so. I, they've they've not found the net, have they? Very much. It must that be. It is, must be.
1: That is really poor.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, that, and I think you highlighted a few weeks ago that you you know you you saw that in the Blues game when in the opening game of the season that there's clearly a lack of that cutting edge. Um, what what does that come down to though? They've got they certainly got experienced players and a better a player like Billy Sharp, who's, who's a good finisher. What well, how can you pinpoint Sheffield United's goal scoring problems?
1: I don't think I think it I think it's further back the pitch that the problem is, not necessarily. Uh, you might it, it's easy to overlook it, and it's easy to think you know these are these these are footballers that that get paid you know these are some of the highest paid footballers in the championship at Sheffield yeah. United mm-hmm. they should be able to adapt to systems but I don't think that the squad they have and Pundit are churning this out so. You know, I'm not, I'm not nicking this from anyone because it, mm. it's just true. Yeah, that the, the squad they have doesn't suit starting with a back four.
0: Mm.
1: It suits having a back five. It suits wing backs. Mm. It suits having players, having players narrow and having the wing back providing the width. Yeah, uh, and and for whatever reason, uh, they just they they, they don't. Jurcanovic doesn't want to do it.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Uh, that's that's how where I would probably pinpoint it. It must. be, come down to Jukanovic and trying to change the system. Um, we know that Slavisa Jukanovic is experienced at the championship level. You know, he got full and promoted. Uh, I think Mitrovic had one of his best ever seasons that season. Um, but it, it, yeah, Sheffield United can't seem to arrest this slide that, that impacted them even last season, you know, and, and Chris Wilder obviously uh, exited the club. They're still reeling from that. It feels it's, it, it feels as if they're still struggling to find a system that that works and, and to sort of and to, to get some goals and to start, start to get some points on the board because they've got to do it at some
1: point. They do. I mean, they really do because you know. I mean we we've seen it before where where good teams have come down from the Premier League, struggled to adapt to the Championship and get drawn into relegation battles, even mm-hmm. going down. You know, you look at Sunderland and Portsmouth, Wolves, Wolves. Yeah, Wolves. Not yeah. too long ago. It's it's it is a precarious game. Look, last season, and Sheffield United fans will be pleased to hear, if you remember back, Norwich didn't uh, after four games. Norwich only had a point as well. Mm,
0: yeah, that's interesting. So
1: you know, it's 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 not all doom and gloom, but the key difference is Sheffield United seemed to have some deep rooted problems, mm. and that problem is scoring goals. Yeah, For Norwich it was it was a pure. Like just, I think it was just, they had quite a tough start, if I remember. And it's, they've just had to adapt into the league. And once they did, I mean, they blew it away. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, and it's one thing that's interesting to me about Sheffield United is they played against Carlisle. I know it's Carlisle, so what they league two, I think maybe maybe league one. I think they're league two. Yeah. Um, in that game, they started and played for the full ninety minutes. <clears throat> sorry, uh, and played the full ninety minutes with three at the back, well five at the back with wing backs. And uh, and they won one 0 It's the only game they won. Rio Brewster got his first goal for the club. And um, I mean, yes, they were playing against Carlisle, but it, it it worked. Everyone seemed to know their role. Whereas at the moment, in their weird kind of not quite playing a four two three one, not quite playing a four three three, they go they don't know which one they want to do. No one knows what they're doing, and okay. and it's it's it's, it's disappointing because they've got a good team there that, could, that mm. could, really that could put on that could put on quite a show.
0: Yeah, well, I you know I I put Sheffield United in my uh, in my playoff places in my predicted table. We'll have another look at those later in the show. Um, they've got to turn around at some point. I mean, with the quality they've got and a manager like Slavisa Ikanovic, uh, it doesn't make sense to me for for them to to remain in that part of the table. It, it, I just can't see it. They've got to pick up at some point. Billy Sharp, David McGoldrick. Oliver, Oliver Burke, they've got a lot of quality in that team. John Fleck, I mean, it, it, at some point it's got to turn, it's got to. And, and again, another team that, that are really struggling that surprised me is uh, Nottingham Forest. They are without a point, and it's starting to look a bit desperate for, for Chris Hughton already. There was a 2-1 home loss to Blackburn in midweek, uh, and then a 1-0 loss at the Bet365 Stadium to a, a resurgent Stoke City side. Again, with with Nottingham Forest, we, it feels like every week now we're we're discussing <laughs> the poor results and starting to worry for Chris Hutton because both of us are very fond. I mean, obviously, did a great job at Blues and I know, Joe, you're, you're very fond of Spurs as well. He, he's done some great work there. But football is a brutal, it's a brutal business. Mm-hmm. It's cutthroat. Do we think he has long left? I mean, you know, Forest have been known in the past for, to sack managers and to, to move quickly. So, Do we see a way out for Hughton at the moment?
1: The way out is for him to uh, leave before they sack him. I think (laughs) that'd be the best way to save his reputation. Try and blame it on the club and walk out. Genuinely, I I, and I genuinely think that because it's not good enough. We were talking. I mean, obviously, we're just talking about Sheffield United, and obviously, not every single team is going to perform well. It's just you know, it's the way it goes. Not everyone can perform well, but. They shouldn't be with the games they've had so far. I mean, of course, they had that game against Coventry. Coventry's first game back at their beloved stadium. I don't know, I can't remember what it's called now. Coventry Community Stadiums. I don't, I don't, it's,
0: it's the Rico Arena.
1: There's, there's Michael. <laughs> you really
0: don't. You really are not fond, are you? Not I fun of them. <laughs>
1: can't couldn't, couldn't, couldn't care less about them. To be honest, sorry, Coventry <laughs> fans, if there are any listening to this, I'm sure you can find other podcasts no we're trying to drive we're
0: trying to drive you away
1: yeah (laughs) stay here leave a review coventry yes what lovely place (laughs) near rugby isn't it yeah um they lost to bournemouth 10-man bournemouth so you can look at that and think that's disappointing and it is they lost to blackburn another team Mm. who are who i've got blackburn in in my promotion playoff places yeah um so you know i mean and they and they were down to 10 men uh, it was, I mean, 10 men, it was a 90th minute red card. So it doesn't make it much of a difference to the game at all. No. But, um, and then Stoke, as we were ta- as we were mentioning earlier on in this segment, Stoke, a really good team. Mm. I think that you look, you look at the teams they've played against and you can kind of be understandable that they haven't taken maximum points, that they haven't picked up. Uh, they haven't picked up a, uh, well, They've only picked up one point, haven't they? I think they haven't picked up anything. They're, they're, they're they're po- point.
0: They're, they are pointless. Uh, um, yeah. It's interesting. Uh, yeah, they, they have had some some tough fixtures. Um, and they're, uh, coming up at the end of August, um, so in, in about five days, they are away at Derby. Now, that already starts to feel like quite an important game. We know they're rivals anyway, Derby and Forest. Yeah. Um, that's going to be a spicy one. Both teams are looking like it's going to be a tough season and a, and a win especially over a local rival, it could be huge for either club. So that would probably be my fixture to keep an eye on this weekend. That's 12.30. On, and minutes.
1: luckily it's at 12.30, so it will be on TV. Yeah, it we'll certainly will.
0: Uh, I'll be watching. Um, mm-hmm. That's going to be... sponsor
1: fantastic. us, we're trying to get you... Uh... <laughs> we're <trying laughs> yeah, get we're, you we're,
0: we're drumming up interest in your <laughs> broadcast. <laughs> Talk to us, give us a call. Um, so, yeah, no, it's, it's tough times for Forrest. And, and I mean, Chris has done it at the Championship level before, you know. They talk about the Newcastle side that he got promoted and people say, well, anyone would have got that side promoted. I'm not sure. It's, it's a tough division. He did really well with Blues. We had a great Europa League campaign. We were very unfortunate not to go through to the, the knockout stages with 10 points in the group stage. Um, we, I think we took Chelsea to a replay that season uh, in the fourth round of the FA Cup. Um, or maybe it was the fifth round. Uh um, you know, when we got to the playoffs and it was it just proved to be one or two games too many for, for, for the squad and Blackpool knocked us out in the uh, playoffs. But um, for me, that there's got to be something going on at Forest, something deeper. They've, they've got the quality there. It just doesn't seem to be working for them. And already you're starting to look at their fixture list. I mentioned the Derby game coming up this weekend. They've got games coming up against Huddersfield in September. Uh, Millwall, uh, again, that's that's late September. These are games they're going to start to have to look at in, in, in that part of the table and think, we're going to have to get a win over some of these teams to start to, to pull away. And already it's starting to look a little bit desperate uh, for, for Forest, which is a real shame. We've got to keep moving. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to go over time massively. Uh, Bournemouth I wanted to talk about, because I actually think, yes, they might be on eight points after four games. Uh, yes, they got a credible draw against West Brom on the opening day of the season, but they edged past Forrest, who we've just talked about, who, who are struggling. They did beat Blues, but were outplayed, I would argue, for the vast majority of that game. They really did not deserve the win. And then they have just draw- drawn against Blackpool after going 2-0 up over the weekend. I think Bournemouth at the moment are flattering to deceive. I think they're they're not quite performing to the level that we would we would expect. Um and I just wonder, is Scott Parker struggling to impose his plans on the team? Is it just those little tweaks he's making that aren't quite, uh, aren't quite there yet? They're not quite, um, aren't quite translating to the pitch properly. Well, what do you make of Bournemouth at the moment, Joe?
1: I think that they, uh, I mean, they're kind of coasting at the moment. They're, they're getting away with sloppy play. Mm. Um, they're, they're not playing good football, as you mentioned. And uh, they're not playing the football that we would associate with Scott Parker and that we'd associate, that would be imposed on that Bournemouth squad. So, but I do think that it's just a matter of time. I think once Scott Park, because Scott Parker's still brand new there, you know, he's he's, he's, he's not been there long at all. Uh, they've just lost Arnott Danjuma as well, which is, uh, that's, that's a big thing. I think he, I think it was a £15 million pound move to uh, Villarreal. Or yeah, that's correct, somewhere yeah. In, uh, somewhere in Spain. Um so that's you know that's a uh, that's a big loss. That's one mm. of the one of the best players in the championship, really. When you uh, look at the, we point had a great he had. season that
0: season, didn't he? Yeah, and it's always going to be very difficult to to replace that that sort of uh, that sort of goal scoring and uh, and creative force. Definitely,
1: um, I, think, I think that's I think that's probably the key. I mean, I mean you, you see it all the time when a star player is is unrest. You know that one or two things can happen. Either the rest of the squad will will. Pick up and will prove to that player that they that they should be a part of this great team or the team will become disjointed and will start to struggle. And Bournemouth have, have somehow gotten away with struggling and still getting enough results to not be a disaster so far.
0: Yeah, well, that, that's actually a good point. I think, you know, if you can scrape through games and still get points, it's normally the sign of a good side, isn't it, when they're not playing well, but they're still getting points on the board. And to be on eight points after four... Mm, mediocre performances by their standards, I think, will, is a positive And they're only going to get better from, from here. Um, so, yeah, certainly uh, a sort of mixed start sort of for Bournemouth, but I certainly expect them to pick up. Uh, and just moving on to QPR then, who have had a dramatic week. They found a winner uh, when only down to 10 men at Middlesbrough in a topsy-turvy second half there. And then they came from 2-0 down to claim a point at Barnsley after Charlie Austin found an equaliser in the 91st minute. QPR going well. Uh, let me just double check the table. QPR on eight points as well. Um, yeah, two draws and two wins. They're looking good. I mean, Mark Warburton has slowly built a side. They've been there for a few seasons. Um, if you've got a man like Charlie Austin up top, he's always going to score goals. What, what do we make of uh, QPR at the moment, Joe?
1: Uh, they're fun to watch. Mm. they're really fun to watch um i think of course we went there a few years a few years ago before lockdown to uh, Mm. an away day there and even then they were they were a good team to watch they weren't i mean the the result i believe on the day was 2-2 i was Mm. uh but uh, they've always been in that kind of team a team that that they were a team you'd expect to be on the telly plenty because they, they are they are fun to watch and the fans are, are, are always behind them well i think that qpr QPR need to they just need to settle down a bit it's a bit erratic yeah uh, sometimes they they seem to get ahead of themselves mm-hmm. and then it's almost like they panic yeah and, you yeah. know they, and there's always there's in every single game so far this season in in match reports, there's there's a little bit where where there's a there there's a nervous moment or there's a there's a shaky five minute period for them that uh, that they need to get rid of that because against teams like Fulham when they come up against them or or West Brom like we've mentioned or or even teams like Bournemouth and well look at the way that Birmingham has started if you if if you've got that five minute shaky period yeah in that in that five minutes a, a, a team with a solid defence will will capitalise on that and that's yeah. that's, what be, that's what they've got to be cautious of I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're an interesting side and it certainly could go one way or the other. I obviously had them down in my top six <laughs> and we'll, we'll revisit our prediction tables later, as I said. Um, yeah. They need to sort of find a bit more of a actual, a bit more control in games, don't they? And, and sort of just have a bit more of a, a degree of, of control over things. And then finally, before we go to a quick break, Cardiff, I wanted to mention because they have had a crazy week. Aidan Flint, has scored four goals. He's a centre back. He's scored four goals this week. Two goals uh, in a two-two draw at Peterborough, uh, and then two goals uh, to inspire the Bluebirds to a three-one home win over Millwall. He's top goal scorer in the league. He's a centre back. Uh, four goals in two games. I mean, this is this is Lionel Messi uh, levels of, uh, of, of stats, isn't it?
1: He's the uh, he is the Championship Sergio Ramos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's he's got the other he hair, he's got the sort of longer hair. So
1: yeah. He's 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 going he's going all out for it. I mean, it's exciting, you know, but also without you called me enthusiastic before this, but I feel like I'm being quite quite dampened on <laughs> dampening a lot of team spirits here. Yes, Cardiff can get all excited about it, but if you're aligning your centre back to get your goals, there is a fundamental problem there.
0: <laughs> um <laughs>
1: You know, I mean, you saw it at Real Madrid. Real Madrid had a fundamental problem when they were uh, relying on Sergio Ramos getting them, getting them through and dragging them through from centre. Mm.
0: Yeah, I mean, there, there's certainly some similarities. I mean, Mick They're McCarthy. Got, I think
1: they've <laughs> both got the same following around the world. About, about the same.
0: Yeah, but both very popular. You see Cardiff shirts all over the world.
1: Yeah, you do. All, <laughs> over, all over South Wales, at least. Um, but no, on a, ser- on a serious note, I think that that them relying on on their centre-back to, to, to score goals, the uh, the amount he scored, I think they could do a lot worse than trying to bring in either another either a number nine, someone, a, a striker to, to put the ball in the back of the net,
0: yeah. or
1: another creator to provide for the players already at the club. Because there's obviously something wrong there because I haven't seen much of Cardiff, but I'm assuming that if their centre-backs are getting four goals, I would, I would think that most of them are set-piece goals.
0: Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, that's certainly the case but I mean it's it's just another example of how mad the league is it's uh, you it's know for it's funny. happened for, for a centre-back to score two goals in one game is <laughs> it's, it's quite a story but for, for them to do that re- repeat that again in in the next game four goals in two games for a centre-back is quite something anyway we're going to be back very shortly uh, with our analysis of blues we're going to be talking about the Luton game in particular because that's really all I want to talk about yes Uh, (laughs) but we'll also talk a little bit about the Bournemouth game and then look at what's coming up for Birmingham City that is all coming up very shortly Welcome back to the Royal Blue Podcast, and it's my favourite time of the show. We're probably not going to be able to do this very often, (laughs) because Birmingham scored five goals at Luton Town, a result that not many saw coming, and we are going to talk about it all now. We're going to go into all the the goals, we're going to do a goal-by-goal review, we're going to pick out our stars and stinkers. I don't think there are many stinkers. No, Uh, there aren't.
1: There aren't many. There aren't many.
0: so, yeah, two very impressive performances this week with different results, of course. A hard to take 2 0 loss to Bournemouth, which we should mention, but there was a game that Birmingham did not deserve to lose.
1: No way. No way did Birmingham deserve to lose that game. But we talked about it earlier in the show. Mm. Bournemouth kind of getting away with not being amazing. Yeah. And 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 that Birmingham game was a prime example. Yeah. Because they just they 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 were disjointed at times. Mm. And the thing it highlighted for me and that made the result against Luton, all that more shocking, is that we didn't find the back of the net. Mm-hmm. And that was the problem to take out of that game, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, Juki didn't... Juki is seeming to struggle a bit in the air. Mm-hmm. He's seeming to... to he, every time he's going up ahead, he doesn't seem to quite have his bearings and not mm-hmm. going where you'd expect him to put the ball. Um, and certainly where he'd expect himself to put the ball. So I don't know what's going on there. But we're not going to be gloomy in this segment because there's no need. <laughs> is there? I mean, the Bournemouth game, we could... It was, it
0: was a FIFA game, wasn't it? It as was, we sure in the past, it was. How we, we times, had all the possession, all the chances, but it's the other team that have got the
1: goals. How many times have me and you been drunk on the sofa, <laughs> playing online pro clubs, or, or mm. whatever it's called, uh, uh, as, as Birmingham City, coming up against the likes of Coming! Oh my God, we play, did we play Bayern Munich the other Yeah, day? the game against Bayern Munich. That, was, that, was, that was I mean, and, and, and we lost, we lost that one. I think two one, and, yeah, and right. we should have, uh, we should have won. We had the opportunities; they were there for the taking. <laughs> and it was and one of those games, and so
0: that's what it, that's that's what the Bournemouth game was like. You know, it was it was difficult one to take, And that's why I think the Luton result, as you say, is so impressive. Um, to bounce back from that, well, to have gone three league games and only scored one goal. Um, and to, to perform again, even better, arguably, to, against a well-organised Luton side and put five goals past them oh. it was mightily impressive. And I think that's the mentality and the attitude that Bowyer has instilled in the players, that we keep going and we keep working and we, we there's going to be setbacks where you've got to keep going, um, which I've... It, hugely impressed by. Um, I was actually at a wedding on Saturday, and <laughs> I checked my phone when we were a goal up, and thought, "Okay, that's 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 good. I'm not going to get carried away. A goal, that's good. <laughs> good start to the game." Uh, and then I didn't check my phone. We went and sat down, and had something to eat, some some dinner, and I checked my phone at the end, and it was five nil. <laughs> and my initial thought is the problem with being a Blues fan. My initial thought was that there must be a problem with my app, my scoring, my
1: football scoring.
0: <laughs> Something's t- t- gone t- wrong t- here. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be right. Um, so then if you want to just get into it, we can do the goal by goal review. We'll yeah, um, get
1: into it. We'll get into it. I think it, that. So that was our largest, uh, largest away win since uh, January 2012. Do you remember? Do you remember really? the
0: win? Really? Well, as yeah. I know, I know we scored five goals away at Fulham under Rowett. Well, if we beat them 5-2. But then we also, we, there was a 6 0 away at, at Millwall. when still uh, at
1: Millwall at the new game. That,
0: yeah. That's it. That's Marlon, I mean, that was against
1: nine a man, nine man Millwall side. So yeah.
0: Redmond, Marlon King. Yeah, I, I remember 18, it was, that. That, 2012,
1: uh, that 2012, well, 2012.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was a good, a good side uh, under Houghton. Um, so, yeah, the first goal, it was a Jeremy Bella corner. It was whipped in. Uh, and Mark Roberts rose, sort of ran to the front post, met it powerful header that didn't really give the keeper much of a chance
1: no no chance at all
0: um it was just powered into the net and and a a great start to the game and it's those set pieces are so satisfying because it's it's that they're the kinds of goals that are doubly satisfying for the coaching staff it's something that gets worked on on the training ground you know those runs to distract defenders and pull them out of position to fight so that mark roberts can find that bit of space on the near post it it was a great start to the game and really, really encouraging.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was, uh, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better start. It, that was a classic Birmingham goal as well, wasn't it? Mm. You know, in, in from a corner, you've got your big centre back. And I know that I said earlier in the show that you shouldn't rely on centre backs to score your goals. But <laughs> Birmingham. So I'm going to. It's a bonus, isn't it? it was- blissful blissful ignorance over here. And- <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, it was. I was partly surprised because uh, obviously there was a, a bit of a, a, a dodgy yellow card, really. Mark Roberts was was sort of let a Luton attacker go past him and made a, a desperate lunge and was given a yellow card, and I think, in the fourth minute. And then, obviously, three minutes later, okay. he's uh, going up the other end and and powering the, the the opening goal in. It was it was a really, really good start. Uh, then, moving on to the second goal, um, it was a, a ball crossed in that found its way across to Chong, um, who we can talk about a bit more in, in, in detail shortly. Um he sort of found him on the other side of the box and he, and he crossed it back across. And Hogan, I thought, actually had quite a lot to do to, to sort of dig the ball out and sort of de- sort of glance it, deflect it um, at an angle past the keeper. Um, but yeah, Chung found Hogan and Hogan did the rest in the air. It was a great goal again and a, and a really, really good goal for Hogan to score, actually. Finally,
1: on. Hogan has got himself a goal in a blue shirt again. It feels like, an, it feel like it's been an age. Mm. Um and he, he more than just more than because we didn't need him to score in that game. We didn't need it, evidently. Mm. Uh, you know, we could have we could have won 3-0 without his without him scoring the goals. But the confidence that's going to give him yeah, going forward now, he's gonna every so instead of because we've and we have seen it in the last few weeks against Bournemouth. I think he had a couple of half chances yeah. that at nil-nil, you take on a half chance mm. Mm. that he didn't. If you gave him them half chances now, after this game, he's taking them on. And, you yeah, know, you yeah. might win a corner where Mark Roberts can go and do another mm. another front post run or he finds the back of the net or or maybe it's saved and falls back to a late runner like Chong or Bella, just following yeah. in, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and and that, so going forward, hit for him personally, that getting a brace is the best possible mm. thing.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. And, and talking about the third goal... I was really impressed. We come, we've almost come to expect it, but Chong's energy to knock it past the Luton defender and to keep going and keep going and keep going. And, keep going. and, and the, the, the really impressive thing for me was that Hogan was sprinting, sprinting and sprinting into the space to, just to be there in case in case the ball fell to him. Uh, Chong was obviously, well, it looked to me like he had been fouled before the ball dropped to Hogan. Yeah, I he mean, fouled. I, th- I think if if the if it hadn't have resulted in a goal, then a penalty would presumably have been given. Um, but yeah, that, it, weirdly, I think those are my favourite types of goals, or at least they're up there for me—the ones where the, the striker just falls them and they can just almost pass it into the net. Um, <laughs> this was had done all the work.
1: It's really satisfying, I think, when uh, when when because when you're a striker and your job is to put the ball in the back of the net, if you get one of them, it's mm-hmm. making your job so easy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and no doubt if Ho- if hogan hadn't scored that header in the first half no doubt he overthinks it and puts it, puts it <laughs> or something, you know.
0: yeah yeah it's true it's true it's it, it's one of those but um again chong proving how important he can be for this side the energy uh, the creativity and just just the sort of uh, the, the determination it's and obviously that's the attacking side of the game we saw it a lot from him uh, in, well across all the games he's played so far it's, it's the defensive side of it as well the way he helps the team and 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 really runs his socks off he's such a such an exciting talent it's it's, it's a real shame because a lot of the fans are gonna gonna love him this season then yeah like,
1: I've already off. I I mean I've already fallen in love with him and he uh, <laughs> and he is he will leave us at the end probably even if it's even if he doesn't go back to United and mm. now's on a place there I've got no doubt he'll go to a a Premier League team next season where yeah. he's performed I, th- no. I
0: think yeah he's out of contract at the end of the season I think which a few Blues fans have got a bit carried away thinking we can make something happen there are going to be people watching his performances this season there'll be clubs much bigger than us with bigger bigger wallets bigger pockets um, that will will be able to tempt him he-, he will be I'll be very surprised if he's not playing in the Premier League next season what we
1: got what we got a call for I know we don't we don't have too many listeners listen, listeners as yet, but we need all of our listeners. If you're at games or on social media, show him as much love as you can. Mm. Get him to fall in love with the club. That's yeah. the only hope that we would ever, uh, ever have, is yeah. making him associate Birmingham with his life. And yeah, it could be his home. I don't see that happening with <laughs> stadium closed. We won't be able to give him that love. No. Uh, and... We, we're not, like I said, we're not going to get too down. So we're not going to talk about how the stadium's probably not going to be open, I don't think, for the whole season, personally.
0: Wow, 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 wow. Let's, let's uh, shelve that for now. we It's okay. only positive vibes at the moment, only positive vibes. Um, and just, just quickly on Hogan, again, I was very impressed. There were numerous occasions where he tracked back and made a really important tackle. It's one of those where a, a midfielder thinks he's got a little bit of time on the ball, but all of a sudden the striker's behind him and has nicked the ball off him, you know, and that happened a few times in the Luton game. Again, Hogan, I think I know that uh, in the post-match interview after the Luton game, he mentioned that he had a meeting with Lee Bowyer a few weeks ago and and the manager said to him, you know, I, I need a bit more from you. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. We need those energy levels to, to go up a notch. And I think we've we've seen that and now he's getting his rewards. It's it's the goals, which are obviously his priority, but it's that other side of it as well. as little uh, interceptions, helping the team out with that extra bit of energy. Uh, really, really impressive. And hoping that really means that Hogan can kick on. Uh, moving on to goal number four. Uh, which I know a lot of Blues fans, it was their favourite. Uh, it was a well-worked routine, a nice little triangle on the right-hand side. The ball was worked back to Gary Gardner. Um, and he, uh, he sort of, it was one of those where it's like a gentle lob. It sort of almost places the ball over the keeper and it sort of nestles into the net.
1: It was beautiful. <laughs> oh, he's just, he's, he, it's been laid into him by Colin. Assist for Maxime Colin, by the way. Yep, big shout out. Love, we love Maxime Conan on this show. <laughs> uh, if I get a Birmingham shirt this season, it will be with number two on the back. Nice, hundred <laughs> percent. And uh it was swept in by Gary Gardner. It was almost like it it was it was like a little golf a golf shot yeah. right for sweeping in. I don't think he even take a touch. No you know, no. Uh, it just swept it in. It was curling away from the keeper mm. and nestled in the far in the far corner. In the uh, in the side netting, mm. which is it, right in the top corner, which is just—I mean, I have no doubt that I'll be watching Soccer AM next week, and that will be on on some kind of highlight reel. I really do think yeah, yeah. that was, yeah. that, was a, that was a special, special moment. And you saw you saw the reaction from half the Luton players; they didn't care. And we haven't talked too much about Luton, and I, I don't think we should too much because I don't think this is a performance that's going to happen for them too often. No, um, I mean, it goes—we we we we've, we've both got Luton. Pretty high up in our expectations, I think this year, and uh, mm-hmm. and I- I'm not going to change that because I do think that, that that they'll come back stronger. They've got, I mean, they've got Fulham next weekend after we play Fulham in the Carabao Cup. Mm. Um, so that that will be interesting to see how they bounce back. That'd be I, tough. I know that. I mean, I'm not in, I'm not sure if Luton is still in the Carabao Cup. I'm, uh, I'll have to I'll have to double check that quickly. Um, For no, no, sure. Yeah, I, I'm uh, not entirely uh,
0: sure to be honest with you, but will, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. The, the Luton performance—they uh, started the season very well. They looked organised and difficult to break down. I think part of what we saw today was Boya getting his tactics right. I mean, Luton had to make some subs in the first half to try to change things, um, but also, yeah, the intensity from the Blues side—they just couldn't really cope with. Well, we can talk about. We'll talk about our stars' performance. I, I actually got it wrong.
1: They're actually they're playing against Sheffield United, which okay. is. Probably, probably a team they'd want to play against next uh, yeah, next week.
0: Absolutely, I think any, anyone in the league would. And fantasy. they
1: were out, It looks like they're out of the Carabao Cup. Oh, oh <laughs> yes, They were knocked out by, by bitter rival Stevenage, which I loved. Oh yeah, um, I've been to a few <laughs> Stevenage games. I've got a, I've got a good friend of mine who lives in Stevenage, and uh, I went I went I went to Watford Stevenage like pre season game at Stevenage for some reason in the away end. I don't know why mm. I done that. <laughs> uh, I must have had a few before I made that decision. Um, So Stevenage have a have you know I I like to see them doing well and that's a local derby Mm -hmm. that would have really hurt Luton Mm -hmm. and the Mm confidence after that I mean of course they have played since then so um, but I mean going into the Sheffield United game I think it would have been better for them to have been in the Carabao Cup because now they've got to go a whole week Mm -hmm. where they're going to be seeing. I mean, they see Sheffield United play, I think they've got who, who have they? Sheffield United are still in the cup, I'm pretty sure they, they are because they beat Carlisle. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do, I do think that you know, if Sheffield United play well, they'll be looking at that, thinking about their just their performance just gone. You know, Sheffield uh, have Derby in the cup at home, mm. so t- a, a game you'd expect them to certainly, you know, chat at least, at least put on a good performance, even if they don't get anything out of the game. So for Luton, that's worrying. If they, if, for them, it would have been great to have a cup game to just go out there and, and, and just try and play well, even if you don't perform. Like, even, if you don't, uh, even if you don't get the result, you just perform well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now they've got to wait a whole week before they play against yeah, Sheffield yeah. United, who will be looking at the Luton result just gone against Birmingham and think, this is the game for us to try and turn around our seats. Yeah, yeah right. start.
0: I think I think that I, you hear it often, don't you? When a team has a poor performance, they, they want the next game to come quickly, almost so they can try to to put it right and make amends. Yeah, um, and yeah, you're absolutely right. It'll be a long week for them, and they'll be desperate to to to, to try to right those wrongs. Uh, and just moving on to the final goal uh, from the Birmingham Luton game. Um, Best goal of the game. <laughs> it was a scrappy one. Um, Chucks Aniki getting his first goal, uh, in Birmingham Blue. Um, okay. Yes, it was a bit of a scrappy one. They, they sort of got caught between him and the keeper and the defender, and the defender tried to scoop it out, but it just sort of landed in between Chucks legs, and he was already on the floor, and he scooped it out, and it went in. I don't. It was one of those really untidy I have, I have goals. I
1: no
0: <laughs> I've, I've re-watched the highlights numerous times. I still don't fully understand what what happened there, but uh,
1: it's it gone in, just and just it's just
0: a good, good, really good, really good boost. Best.
1: It was just a mess, wasn't it? It was like, a mess. It, it, summed, you know what, it summed up Luton's game. Mm. That that kind of goal. It, it didn't fall for them. They didn't have as much desire as, as Chuck's did to, to pop it in. And right in front of the uh, right in front in front of the traveling support, he would have he would have been soaking that feeling in of uh, of grabbing a goal. I know there are a few uh few match day vloggers where I've seen some of their videos. Uh, of the game and it was some of the some of the happiest I've ever seen blue noses away from home (laughs) even even against Sheffield United at 1-0 you know they were nervous but in this once you're 2-3 up you start to think you get a bit confident and it was I mean it was a it was a crap ground and a great day.
0: (laughs) It, It certainly wasn't and it's it's one of those that will live long in the memory because it's not often that, that Birmingham fans get to celebrate big big wins like and that. Even
1: the even the the Birmingham City admin on on Instagram and Twitter were were taking them. They were they were tagging Luton Town in posts and uh, <laughs> and they they said they said, uh, they said uh, f- like a five star review on like on TripAdvisor as like a, yeah yeah of, yeah, of, yeah of Kenilworth Road, which is uh <laughs> I, I I'm definitely going to see if I can leave a five star review that'd be great
0: Um, yeah I saw that they tweeted something about um, Luton had reset the scoreboards really quickly so it just went back to (laughs) nil-nil like the moment that the full time whistle
1: full time whistle went no no, no, nil-nil just pretend that that,
0: sweep that under the carpet pretend it it, never (laughs) yeah honestly it's really really positive and and as I mentioned earlier it's being able to bounce back from that Bournemouth game they put so much into that 90 minutes the Blues players and didn't get what they deserved but to dust yourselves down and go again, um, and to put on a performance like that was 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 really really encouraging. Um, so I, I just thought if we wanted to just quickly pick out some stars and stinkers, um, for me, I've obviously I've got mostly just stars is most of the team to be honest. But to to, to drill down into that a little bit, uh, I've got Jeremy Bella down as on my list. I think it's the first time in his Birmingham City career that he's played the full ninety. Uh, in four consecutive league games. So he's clearly becoming a key man for Bowie. Um I think the stats say that he creates, uh, so far this season, he's created 2.25 chances per 90, whatever 0.25 of a chance it means. Um, so he's clearly an important player for Birmingham and Bowie is really starting to get, get a, a tune out of him. He's, he's a constant threat. Um, Ivan Sonjic, had a, a fantastic game. Was it seven interceptions? I think really bossed the midfield. Oh,
1: well, yeah, he, he he was controlling the he was controlling the tempo of the game, and every single time uh, that that someone that, that Luton Town had anyone breaking forward, they uh, they saw Sunyich and they had done what what everyone should do, and they absolutely crapped themselves. <laughs> He's, uh, he, is, he, uh, he is the best midfielder in the championship. Um, <laughs>
0: wow! Wow! <laughs> I mean, I, I I want to agree with you. I just think we're getting a bit carried away there.
1: <laughs> Listen, you got to enjoy it, right? And he he, he had a, he had a fantastic game. Yeah, he he had a uh, and if it, if if he wasn't in front of the defense, then we we wouldn't have been able to play. Like it wouldn't have given the freedom to Maxim Connor mm. mostly on the right hand side more than than anyone more than. Was, uh, well, we we played kind of that back three again, didn't we? With mm. uh, Pedersen as a as a fullback, and I mean, I saw a couple of instances with Bella tracking back where I saw him kind of doubling up with Pederson uh, on 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 Luton Town's left wingers. Mm-hmm. So he was at that right wing back, so that it gave license to Colan to go and join the attack mm-hmm. and not have to worry too much about leaving the space because he knows Surniuch is there to cover. Mm-hmm. Mark Roberts can go out and uh, uh, and and kind of take up that space with. Oh, Ivan Sunic kind of just shielding shielding yeah, them. From yeah, but him. I think
0: I think he offers uh, him, paired with Ryan Woods, that they, they seem to have a really good partnership skills that sort of complement one another, you know, Sunic oh, yeah, they do. winning the ball back and then Ryan Woods can make the pass and, and sort of make those little triangles and retain the ball really, really tidy, really tidily. I just think that that too, for me, would be my preferred starting two mid- midfielders. I know that we've had uh, Woods and Gardner. And Gardner looks great. He's looked fantastic. And we know he got he scored a fantastic goal. And certainly when he came on with Sanchez later in the game, they, they kept the Luton players guessing and, and we sort of managed to keep our foot on the gas uh, with him coming on. But I think Woods and, and Sonjic just have that. They really do complement each other a bit more. Gardner is more of a box-to-box. I think Sonjic provides a little bit more solidity. Uh, in that midfield, and that's and that's what we need,
1: yeah. I agree, yeah. yeah I think I think we've got loads of stars to talk about. Stink, I, we have got a stinker. I've got go a stinker anyway, go I, for it's it. Not, it's it's not, um, it's harsh to say stinker, but that's just the name of the segment. So, <laughs> I am sorry, but I mean, Sarkic had a couple of shaky moments. Mm-hmm. Um, there were certainly a couple where, where, as we saw against Sheffield. A few on the opening day where he where he spilt a few where, he, where it sort of looked like it should have just been a routine scoop and catch and he seemed to kind of make the most of it spilling it and mm. relying on someone to clear it. I mean, but early on as well he made a couple of good saves. Yeah, early, I mean, very early on at 0 nil, he made a really good close range save and it, it kind of ricocheted I think off of his off his thigh in the end and and uh, so I don't I think Stinker is really harsh but because mm. we have to have at least one. Things yeah. to talk about in that <laughs> is him. And, but the performers in the other end, that them kind of saves. I mean, his handling could become an issue against teams where strikers follow in. For example, against a team like Fulham, if there's like a pop shot from from a winger or from Harry Wilson in midfield and he and it kind of comes off of his chest rather than scooping it in, mm. I've heard out that Mitrovic will be right in front to scoop that in. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so I do worry about that, mm. but I mean, in terms of some of the shot stopping, and certainly the confidence it will have now. From you know, he's got a couple of clean sheets, you know, Stoke and and, and now here, and mm. uh, he he didn't play badly against Bournemouth either. You know, I don't think either of the either of the goals were particularly no mistake. No, I, I felt maybe.
0: maybe the first Bournemouth goal he could have, his position it was sort of a little bit. I, I don't know. It, it's probably just being picky, but I think I think you're right. There's there's been some real positive um performances or bits of performances from Sarkic, mm. but you can tell he's still quite a young keeper in okay. and still yeah, has a but few he, but he will designer. only
1: improve as well. Mm. Yeah. Which is which which means you can see that he will be a top keeper. Yeah. He's on loan from Wolves. Mm-hmm. Um I did watch I didn't watch the Wolves game because it wasn't on TV, Wolves versus Tottenham. Mm. Uh and their goalkeeper gave away the penalty. Yeah. Jo- the new goalkeeper, whatever his name Jose is. Sarr, Yeah. Mar, yeah, whatever his name is. He um and he didn't look all that great, so I've got no doubt that that Wolves will be watching this, thinking, you know, what maybe if mm. if Sarthage can can improve in a couple of little bits, yeah, we'll give him a, we'll give him a go, might
0: have a chance, yeah, yeah. Well, um, just to round off the my couple of stars that, I, uh, that I've written down, scribbled down here. Obviously, Chung is on there, and we've already talked at length about his energy and his creativity. I think he's probably going to be on the star list most weeks.
1: I think so. We can just we can edge that in in pen.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, permanent marker.
1: There you go.
0: Um, Really good for Chuck Zanicki to get a goal, like, as scrappy as, you know, a, a goal is a goal at the end of the day uh, to get you off the mark. Really, really good stuff to have, a, to have a player that can come on. You know, you take Jukovic off <laughs> and then Zanicki comes on. You know, it's the, the defence must think, well, oh, blimey, uh, we have got to deal with a slightly different type of uh, like big forward player. Um, so, yeah, really good for, for his confidence um yeah and then finally max Collam. i think there's something about the way that he's playing under lee bowyer it seems to me like playing with the back three he's the timing of the runs and finding more space going forward he just seems like it's he doesn't just get forward for the sake of getting forward just to get bodies forward. there's more purpose they seem like the players know where to go you know ryan woods will come across so he's got an option to retain possession if he needs to and it just seems like they're there's systems built around those those runs to go forward, and Colin has that support um, to really get forward and make something happen. It's just really really positive stuff. Um, so yeah, it's it's scary. It's scary to, to have such a good result because you just worry that it's all going to come crashing down <laughs> at, yes. at some point. Um, but I overall absolutely delighted. I think that well, there's no such thing as a perfect performance. I think you're right. There's one or two moments with Sarkic that could have been handled better but it's about as close as a perfect performance I think we could expect from from this I think season.
1: I think yes I think it's probably going to be the closest we get to a complete performance all season everyone yeah. done their jobs it was we're talking we're talking eights nines across the pitch everywhere eights nines tens from everyone uh, across the board and I uh I am so so excited now for the Fulham game midweek yeah let's just go at them go at them and give them some, even if we, cause Joe, you know we, like we have both said, you know, a cup run would be nice, but it's not, mm. it's not essential. We, we don't really mind too much if we do lose the game. Mm. So let's just go at them. Let's, let's, let's try and repeat that performance against the team who are a, a good team who I've got yeah. no doubt are looking at our performance there and thinking we might have a problem.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll certainly have to wrap up this section in a moment. We don't want to go over time, but I think, it's a weird one now. Do you stick with this, the same 11 and try to go at Fulham and think, wow, we could really build some momentum and gain some confidence from getting a win over a Fulham side, or do we rotate a little bit? I know that, that Lebo wasn't very impressed with some of the performances in the Colchester game. Um, so it's, it's an interesting one. Does he experiment or do you see it as an opportunity to build momentum? It's one of those where it's it's sort of up to the manager to make that call.
1: It's, it's, it's really tough, you know, because after that we traveled to Barnsley next weekend mm. and, I, I do think that Bowyer will prioritise that game. Mm-hmm. I think he'll prioritise getting us a really good start to the league season because you know after Barnsley we've got we've got a visit from from Derby and then a visit from Fulham again and uh, hopefully we'll be at that Fulham game and because uh, I, I will be coming up to Birmingham and the reason is because we will be interviewing Tommy Mooney, former Blues player, played for Watford for a long time as well. Uh, we cannot wait to talk to him uh, and for hopefully uh, he'll be a friend of the show and mm. we'll, uh, we'll if, if Watford come back down to the championship next season, if we go up, mm. no doubt, they will be more than happy to, uh, to, to talk to us about, about Watford. So mm. uh, I'm, uh, I'm super excited about it. Mm. And I can't wait to, it'll be our first proper interview, Alex. We're proper journalists yes. now.
0: Well, I don't know about that, but we'll, we'll certainly <laughs> give it a go. <laughs> We're
1: trying our best anyway. And uh hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to interviewing him and I'm looking forward to putting it out for all of you guys to, uh, to listen, make sure you're following social media, you're following at Royal blue pod on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, if you've got anything that you want us to ask, uh, to ask Tommy Mooney, let us know, mm. tweet us, DM us, email us Royal blue podcast at gmail.com. And we will, uh, we'll do our best. I mean, we're not gonna ask him anything stupid because <laughs> we'll ask us to do that, but, seriously let us know guys and we we we'd love to uh, to hear from you guys and hopefully we'll be able to get a uh, get the interview out for you on that next show so if that's on i think i've dealt, we'll be interviewing him on the on september i think the it's, 15th, it's a
0: midweeker, isn't it so 15th, yeah i think we, weeks, we, so we'll be able to put it out yeah the
1: so the following monday mm-hmm. we'll, we'll just attach it on to uh mm. the recording that we do uh after that weekend's fixture so i cannot wait for that what, yeah. what do you think alex
0: yeah, no, I think that'll be great. It's uh, Tommy's been great in all of our communications so far. He's very enthusiastic. I know he's he's a, a sort of a, a seen as a legend at Watford, but we have to remember he was he was prolific for a season at Birmingham. got 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 the team promoted, and um, and obviously it didn't really work out when when we were uh, back in the Premier League. But he has fond memories of the club and, and wants to be involved. So yeah, I'm looking forward to chatting to him. Um, yeah, and we we can certainly do something exciting around that. Um. But just quickly, from my opinion, in terms of the upcoming games, if we're going to do a quick prediction.
1: Let's do a quick prediction there. Go on. And then we'll
0: wrap up. I think the Fulham Cup game will rotate and I think we'll be edged out 2-1, oh, something like that.
1: I agree. Yeah, I agree with that.
0: And then I think, just for just for the Barnsley game, because obviously we can preview the other games later, um, I think we will beat Barnsley. I think, because Barnsley have been a bit... Mm, a bit suspect so far a bit middling a bit mediocre i think the high that we'll be on hopefully still uh we'll go there and we'll um, and we'll beat them i think we'll beat them 2-0
1: 4-0 mate 4-0 oh wow
0: <laughs> <laughs> well the confidence from from a five no, Okay, confidence?
1: we can go we can go back we can we can var check this <laughs> right, last week did i or did i not say that we were going to blow Luton away you, you did you did I'm going to have to put a bet on Barnsley honestly, to to beat Barnsley 4-0 now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you did, you did. I mean it's uh, will lightning strike twice we don't know. Lebo I mean, is I mean, Birmingham. I, is look, I, I, it
1: was a, it was it was a it was a punt in the dark. There was no reason no rhyme for that prediction. Um, so you know I'm going to come clean. Uh, and also my luck in terms of betting is never good as right. it is with most people. Uh, <laughs> I mean last night in in the mix of my celebrations it was about it got to about Half past ten, and I ended up playing poker right for the first time ever. Like oh, right. pay, playing it, like paying. It wow! And I, I must, I must have lost. Uh, I think I uh, is it, it was a friendly game of poker at a, a pub that I'm at all the time. Uh, I was going to
0: see. I you haven't, you haven't just looked at the bank account this morning, then.
1: Oh, I looked at the bank account. Thought, <laughs> oh, I've got Reading Festival next weekend. What's going on? <laughs> but uh, I think, and I've just bought a, bra- a new laptop. That's why my sound is going to be a bit dodgy. Well, you get yeah, set up, yeah. I, uh, my the the laptop that I bought, I bought a MacBook without realizing that it doesn't have a USB port, so I couldn't plug in my microphone. So I'm just, gonna, yeah. so I've got. A well, you'll,
0: you'll figure it out. I'll have to get one of those little converter things, lightning to USB or whatever they're called, and I mean, you can get if, set up.
1: I think my my other laptop that I've been recording on normally is at my dad's house, who's away on holiday. Right. So if I if I can, uh, pick that one up. Mm. on that one. I think yeah. I will figure it out, but, it's a good um,
0: system. It's a good system.
1: It is it is because you know we've got plenty. We've got loads of high tech here at the Royal Group <laughs> Podcast. It's hard <laughs> to keep track. Uh, it's like uh, Starship
0: <laughs> Enterprise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: There, well, I mean, it, 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 shall we?
0: We'll, we'll figure out yes, and as you mentioned, the next few weeks are going to be interesting in terms of when we're recording. We'll make sure there will be a show every week. But uh Joe is at a music festival next weekend yes, <laughs> uh, in Reading, as he as he mentions. We have the Any time. Any blues
1: fans who are going, let me know. Maybe yeah, we'll yeah,
0: yeah. And then I'm at Slam Dunk Festival the week after that, uh, slightly lower oh, calibre. Where is Slam Dunk? Festival? Festival? Still oh. week,
1: sorry. Where is Slam Dunk Festival?
0: Uh, that one we're going to is Hatfield i think it's at a couple of locations i think there's one in Leeds and one in Hatfield it's sort of a, it's a, it's a single day thing they do one on a saturday one on a sunday So that's where we'll be, but we will get a show to you every week. It just means that we're going to be a bit all over the place with how and when we're (laughs) going to record.
1: You might be getting the shows on Tuesday instead of instead of Monday. Yeah,
0: but once we've got those few weeks out of the way, we'll settle into a bit more of a rhythm uh, with it all. Um, Anyway, anyway, we're going to be back very shortly. We're going to very very quickly do a quick review of our predictions again, um, and that'll only take five minutes or so, and then we'll wrap up. We'll be back very shortly.
1: So we are going to very, very, very quickly do a roundup, do a little review on our predictions. I think we'll probably end up doing a quick one every week
0: Mm. because it
1: does change so quickly, certainly early on in the championship with where everyone is. Mm. Uh, So let's just get straight into it. Alex, are you happy with your predictions? Anything that you'd want to change?
0: Well, I'll go straight into my top six. I have Fulham and West Brom as the two teams to be automatically promoted. Very happy with that. I'm not going to be changing those. Uh, and then in the playoffs, I've got Bournemouth, Sheffield United, Cardiff in fifth, and then QPR in sixth. I mean, the only one that I'm worried about in there at the moment is Sheffield United, but I still think they're going to they're have to turn it around at some point. They've got the quality. Um, that's the only one that I'm worried about <laughs> in my top six. What about well, you?
1: I'm, so my top six. I'm worried mostly about Sheffield United as well. I've got them second mm. at the start of the season. That's, so that's
0: that's a lot. Are they going to be able to catch Fulham or West Brom? Or? I don't.
1: I don't think so. I think I'd definitely knock them down a few. Um, <laughs> I, I had West Brom in, in fourth uh, okay. behind Bournemouth, which I'd probably also. I'd probably swap West Brom and Sheffield, and I think at that point it would match exactly what you've got. Mm, um, yeah. uh, I've got Blackburn in there. And I've got, of course, Birmingham City in there. <laughs> no, it, it's got I've got Luton in there, but uh, I'm not like I said earlier. I'm not too worried about Luton. I think that they will come back. They've got a good team. Yeah. Um, and th- once they get, if they get a bit of confidence back uh, against Sheffield next next weekend, I've got no doubt they'll be back flying at their at their annoying best. Mm. But uh, my my biggest worry comes at the other end of the table from my- <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm the same. I'm, I'm, I'm not very happy with my bottom bottom three as it stands. I, mean,
1: I, I assume that we're both happy with Derby and Peterborough still. I mean, I still maybe. think Derby are going to be going to be down there. I do. Yeah, they can't sustain it with the squad they've got. No. Yes, it's quite all right, but they won't be able to sustain it. They're going mm. down. Mm. But I'm happy that I put them twenty third and not twenty fourth.
0: I've got them twenty fourth.
1: Um... <laughs> <laughs> I've got Peterborough twenty fourth.
0: Yeah, and I've got Peterborough in twenty third.
1: So I'm, I'm happy. With, I'm, I'm happy with that. It's, it's my 22nd that I'm, you know, well, I'm getting a bit shaky about. <laughs> <I'm getting laughs> Who you got? I've got Coventry in 22nd. I thought it was. That's, oh,
0: I don't know. I mean, things can change <laughs> quickly not... in the championship. All it takes is a few losses and you can start. To... Look, you never know. You never know. I've know. got Huddersfield um, in <laughs> 22nd. And they've actually, started, they've actually started okay. I, I mean, bet, they were they they smashed by Fulham a few weeks ago, 5-1. But... They've just got a good win over Sheffield United. I
1: might. might, If they don't sack Chris Hewton, I'd probably put Nottingham Forest over Coventry and I'd be happy. I mean, it's... What are Forest doing down there? It's crazy. It's a shame. The the first ever championship game I ever went to was a uh, Nottingham Forest game. Oh, really? Yeah, at at the city ground. Mm. uh i don't know i don't know why it's called the city ground and they're not, they're nottingham forest and it's
0: like they're called forests and sit, cities and forests don't normally go to they're very no, they're, they're, they're very,
1: di- they're very ju- ju- juxtaposed is, yeah exactly. very <laughs> things um, very passionate about forests and cities on this show um, I, I can't I can't even did remember they, who, you you know who they were playing or I, I, no I, I can't for the life when, of when was home. that when was that you're only a young lad it can't it have been that a long, long time ago. ago it was a long I think I was eight years old maybe oh, even, seven years old and uh, we went to I don't know how but my so my, my dad had a colleague or someone that he worked with or maybe even a client who had a box at Nottingham Forest yeah right and I was like, so, so he was like, yeah, come, we'll go, we'll go, we'll drive up there. We'll, we get there a bit early and we sit down and have a meal. And then it was very weird. <laughs> I've never been to the city ground in the stalls, but um, mm-hmm. I'm conscious that we are running over.
0: Yes, of course. Um, so, well, but, um, a story for another time, perhaps. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah, so I think overall, I'm very happy with my top six, but my bottom three, I'm having a bit of a wobble on. We'll have to have another look my, next week.
1: My, my wobbles come at at Coventry. But I'm going to stick with it for now.
0: Just because you don't like them for some weird reason. You've got a dislike of right. them. I, don't don't like them. After,
1: I I get to Birmingham. It takes me 15 minutes extra to get to Birmingham because we stop at Coventry. <laughs> and it annoys me. Why is that their fault? Though? <laughs> it's their fault. It's their fault. They right. shouldn't be there. They think they're a Midlands club. They think they're a Brummie club. They can get...
0: Right, okay. And no. on that note, <laughs> please do follow us, commentary fans, and any other fans, of course. No commentary
1: fans, go on. To let me know why I shouldn't. <laughs> Convince me that I should like your club. Yeah. Convince me. DM DM me on or DM. Convince Joe. Yes. Yes. Let's try and get that trending. That's probably the thing. <laughs> uh at raw blue pod on Instagram and Twitter. Mm. I don't know if I've said that already at some point. Yeah, uh, hit us up. Hit us up with your ideas. All and your opinions,
0: start. yeah, we're receptive.
1: Have you got any opinions more wild than me? Putting Coventry 22nd. <laughs> Let me know. How have you got an opinion more wild than me saying Birmingham will win the playoffs? Let me know.
0: <laughs> I don't mean I don't know what Joe has been drinking. I don't know what's going on. I think I've been he's, drunk from last night. he's he's some of them, some of the things that come out of his mouth It's just is. crazy. Crazy. This is
1: what I say when we're recording. Imagine what it's like when we're not. Jesus. Yeah, this is him
0: on his best behaviour. <laughs> uh, no, thank you all for joining us again. There was a, there was a packed show. Uh, there's a lot to, for us to cover. We will be back next week once we figure out how we're going to record Wild Joes at a music festival. <laughs> we have to sit in your tent with a microphone.
1: Yeah, um, I'll, I'll have my, I'll, I will have my... I was about to say I'll take my iPad with me, but I actually won't because I don't want to leave it in the tent. No, got to think about security. I can, I can record on my phone. Mm. Well, Maybe. We'll have
0: a thing. Yeah. While you're watching KSI or something, we can do oh, it.
1: Yeah, well, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <God, yeah. laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be sneaky. I'll, if during KSI's before, I'm not a massive fan. Of, Joe, okay. I, Joe, sorry for another time. I'm about to go off on another tangent, so we'll. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: we can we can touch on your. Yeah, uh, I know you're not a massive we fan, but it's one on of those. Right? If he's on, on you go watch on, on
1: music like that. Another. Yeah,
0: time. yeah, yeah. We'll we'll touch on the. I'm sure we'll get into stuff like that later oh, right in the series. Right, get, but yeah, get get thank you know all for point. joining us. Um, As we say, it's at Royal Blue Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Feel free to give us a follow and get and get involved. Tweet us your opinions. Hit us up. Um, and yeah, anything left to say, Joe, or are you off to get some more sleep? <laughs>
1: uh, I'm definitely going to be getting some more sleep. Mm-hmm. I'll be getting an hour and a half, two hour nap while the audio is compiling itself before, yep. uh, before the editing process begins. Wonderbar. Um, but no, make sure, like, like we said, make sure you're following us. Let us know everything that you think, no matter how ridiculous. <laughs> and maybe, maybe we'll share it on the show
0: maybe maybe yes well thank you all for listening um and as we always say keep right on keep right on